Welcome to the Brand Shepherd Podcast. Hey, thanks for joining this episode of the podcast. This is going to be a special episode. I've never recorded or done anything like this before. And it really boils down to me saying this. I screwed up. That's the entirety of this episode. I screwed up. I made some very, very big mistakes with Brand Shepherd over the last, uh, I don't know, 20 months. And I want to talk about it. I want to talk about what I did and how I'm going to try and uh, fix things. So let me give you the summary first. For those of you who are short on time, I want to respect that. Basically, uh, when the COVID lockdowns kicked in and everything was uncertain, I made the decision that Brand Shepherd would retreat from the pivot we had made in 2019, very, very early in 2019, to be a product-focused creative agency for product brands. That was our focus for um, all of 2019. We led with it. It was big. I loved it. We prospered. When things got scary with COVID and COVID lockdowns in 2020, I made the decision to retreat from that. I thought I was reading the room right. I was reading the room wrong, very wrong. And I retreated back to um, open-ended generalism, which is kind of where I started my career. But it has been a disaster, an unmitigated disaster. And so right now, beginning with this episode... And as of today, the relaunch of brandshepherd.com, we are going back to being a product-focused creative agency. So um, I want to explain this in detail a little bit more so maybe you can learn a lesson or two. All right, I got to start a couple years ago with my, uh, my former client. Uh, he was a CEO of a startup, um, and he and I had worked together for, for years, and he kept on saying, he said, Dan, you got to read this book. Um, it's called Built to Sell. It's by John Warlow. And he said, it's, I just, I know you're not a book guy, but just get it. You're going to love it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, I'm, 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 if it's an audio book, I'm cool. But if it's just a hardcover, softcover book, it's pretty rare that I'm going to read it. Anyway, a couple years went by. And finally, in uh, late 2018, he really just set me aside in a phone conversation. He said, look, Dan, this book was written for you. And I am convinced that if you read it, it's going to cost me more money to work with you. But I think it's important because he said, I've never read a book that was so well-suited for a specific individual as I have with this book called Built to Sell and You. So what did I do? I respected his, uh, his being sincere and persistent with me. And I went to Amazon. I bought it. A few days later, I started in on it. And soon, very like within just a few pages, I realized why he had recommended this book to me. In short, it's a, uh, it's a book about how to streamline your business, how to hone in on one specific thing that your business can do to position it to be able to sell the business. Now, I've, I have no interest in selling Brand Shepherd, but um, this idea of getting serious, getting honed in on sort of the one thing that you do very well is something that I've always been afraid of doing because I don't want to miss out on business. And to be, if I'm being super honest here, I kind of find the idea of specialization pretty boring, but I've been framing and thinking about specialization only in the idea of like, we only do, uh, let's say websites for medical professionals or medical brands. When in fact, uh, specialization can be even broader than that and still not get into the areas of generalism. More on that in a minute, but the book was amazing. And the reason why this, this client of mine 
why he thought it was perfect for me is because John, the author, he, he teaches the lessons of the book through a narrative, through a story. And what's the story? It's a story of a creative agency owner, a guy who is a generalist and he's struggling with, uh, the work they do with kind of being the, um, the open-ended, uh, agency for just about anything, but then nothing specific at all. Uh, he's got clients that pay early, pay late. He struggles with cash flow. Everything is just kind of, uh, stressful for him. And he's, he's at his wits end. And this is where I was. This is where I was. And, and my, my client was, was hearing about it and he could pick up on it my frustrations. And so anyway, the mentor, and uh, there's a mentor in this book. He meets with, uh, the, the protagonist, and they put together a plan on how to get the agency honed in on one specific thing. The guy listens to his mentor. He starts creating logos. He becomes known as the the uh, the ten thousand dollar logo agency. You pay a flat fee, ten grand, and they'll create a brand identity system, and that's their thing. He ballooned sales up and was able to, I think, at the end, sell the business for an enormous, an enormously more amount than he ever had. Had dreamt of because he decided to get serious about specializing within niche. Now, um, I read that book and for three and a half months, I had notes all over my whiteboard inside my office. Uh, the book itself was just littered with notes all over the margins. Um, this book rocked me. This book really rocked me. I, I couldn't stop thinking about it and talking about it. And yet, I, I wasn't willing to go to the hyper niche that the book was suggesting of saying, hey, we only do logos or we only do websites or we, you know, that's the kind of specialization that glazes over my eyes and makes me super bored with what I work, with what my team and I do. So what do we do? What's, what's the answer here? Um, I walked away from it and I did an analysis of Branch Shepherd clients and I realized that there was this one thing that I've always known, but it was good to, um, it was good to codify it and just jot it down and say, here's our brand. This is what we do. And it's this. Brand Shepherd works best when we work with a brand that makes a product. That's it. I can go back to as early as 2000 in my career and see that products is where my love is. That's what I love doing. I love working with products. And I've just because of that, um, I have always been attracted to um, people for the Brand Shepherd team who also have experience with working in products. And so that's what we've done. We've put together a team of people on the Brand Shepherd side, combining with mine and Andrea's love of products. And you can look at all of our clients for uh, as long as we've been in business. And yeah, there's, there's several service businesses in there. But even amongst those, when I really looked at the data the majority, not all, but the majority have productized their service and they've tried to repeat the experience of their service, which makes it into a product. So coming into about March, 2019, things really changed. And this is the big pivot. In 2019, March, 2019, I met with the team and I said, we're going to pivot. We are going to become known as the, the agency, the creative team that brands who make products go to, to make their products thrive. We're going to give guidance. We're going to grow the brand and we're going to protect it. That's going to be our three things. And that's, I believe what, what a good shepherd does guides, grows and protects. 
but not just any brand, product brands. And I'll tell you what, all throughout 2019, Brand Shepherd has never had a more prosperous year than 2019 and 20. However, I managed to screw all of that up. And now let's talk about the big mistake that I made. One year later, March 2020, of course, here in the States, that's when the, that's when the majority of individual states started implementing lockdowns and restrictions on travel and commerce and schools and all this stuff based on the threat of COVID-19. Now, COVID-19 had been, been aggressively invading America for about, what, three months at that point? It really kind of kicked in, uh, maybe even two months at that point, because it really kicked in in February of 2020. And by March, that's when I knew things were bad when my state of Tennessee, which is a, uh, a state that focuses on individual liberties and individual freedoms and individual responsibilities, when our governor came out, came out and said, yeah, we're going to encourage people to um, with, you know, restrict travel and we're going to encourage schools to not meet and go virtual. I mean, for a state like Tennessee to do that, I knew things were pretty scary. So without the ability to um, get out and network and meet people in person and, and do business as I like, as I've been able to do, not all the time, I'm not, I'm not an in-person all the time type of person, but um, it was part of my mix. And just strictly, if I'm being completely honest with myself, it was strictly out of fear of the unknown of saying, oh my gosh, the economy is going to crash if travel is put to a halt. Businesses are going to get afraid. They're going to stop spending. We cannot afford to be niche. We have to go, we have to retreat. We have to get away from being product and we have to go back to being a brand agency. Not a product brand agency, but we have to get back to being just a brand agency, open to everyone. Now, a couple other things went into this. Um, like I said, I couldn't get out. I couldn't get back to the areas around the United States where my clients were. And um, it's just not the same when you do it virtually. And yet here hyper-locally in East Tennessee, there were some networking opportunities. The only problem, there are no product brands around here. Um, if there are, I have yet to find them. But it's definitely nothing like Cincinnati, nothing like Chicago, nothing like Minnesota, nothing like Florida, Texas, other states and cities that have centers of commerce that are known for products. Now, those of you who know East Tennessee are going to immediately say, Dan, that's not true. Knoxville is called the maker city. And that's true. It is. But you have to understand makers. A maker in today's common parlance is small scale, small batch, handcrafted. They almost go anti-marketing to get their stuff out. And the more marketing you use, the more, um, I, I guess, like the more formalized the brand is, the more authentic they seem. And so they're, they're not a good fit for us at all because they're not interested in looking their best in terms of like having a really polished button-down brand. And quite honestly, they can't afford us. So it was a mismatch on a number of fronts. Believe me, I kicked those tires pl plenty and I just couldn't find a, uh, a number of businesses within the makers movement in Knoxville who could afford us or who even wanted us. We are really um, for the the user for the for the customer the consumer and 
the broader the appeal, the better for the products we work with. Whereas the stuff coming out of the Maker City is very niche, small scale, small batch. So it was a misfit. Anyway, getting back on track here, um, <clears throat> I met with our team and I said, we, we, have, to, we have to pivot again and uh, go back to being broad. We, can't, we cannot afford to be turning away business right now. And throughout 2020, this was only reinforced by the fact that when we started the year, we had about a half a dozen, um, you know, I would say about a dozen projects that were kind of like per, per project type situations. But then we had four really strong, um, large retainer uh, brand accounts that were just using us to churn out just a ton of work. And one by one, each of these four retainers, except for one, had to retreat themselves because of supply chain issues. And one by one, due to lockdowns and supply chains, these businesses said, Dan, I'm sorry, but we have to end our retainer with you because if we don't, uh, we may not even be in business a year from now. I understood. I said, look, I'm in the same same boat. I'm just trying to figure this out as we go along. So <clears throat> one, uh, we ended 2020 just as we ended 2019 with, on paper, the most profitable, robust year in our business's history. However, by the end of 2020, we had, and limping into 2021, Brand Shepherd was down about 70% of monthly revenues, 70%. We were limping into 2021. And let me tell you something, 2021 has been perhaps the hardest year of our business's uh, existence ever. It's been an absolute struggle just to keep things afloat, keep things going. And a, a lot of it is cash flow. A lot of it is mindset. And a lot of it is just trying to struggle through the discouragement of not knowing what to do and being unattractive, not being appealing to any business. And as I tried to dig in and make ourselves appealing even here locally where there is no product businesses, we put together seven proposals through the local chamber and we won zero of those proposals. <laughs> and when I asked people afterwards, I said, was it money? They said, no, it wasn't money. You're right in there. Okay, was it capability? Are we just not able to do it? Are you not seeing our, our work? No, that's not it. And I was like, okay. So what am I left with? I'm left with network. And I'm just an unknown. Brand Shepherd is an unknown around here. It's going to take years <clears throat> for us to be a known entity and to be trusted around here. So that's on a slow burn. And I'm definitely not going to use the word good old boy network or uh, local loyalty or whatever phrase that might come to mind when I talk about this stuff because if I did, I would be the biggest hypocrite because when I lived and worked in the Cincinnati area for, uh, for all those years, I was the benef uh, benefactor. Benefactor? Is that the right word? I benefited. How about that? <laughs> I benefited from, from local loyalty. There were plenty of businesses that stuck with Brand Shepherd uh, because we were local and we, we were a hometown agency. So it would be completely hypocritical of me to look at the businesses and the local governments and say, you know, you guys are only picking loyal agencies or local agencies. You're only being loyal to those. Uh, why don't we get a shot? But look, you know, we're new. <laughs> I'm not going to berate them for doing that. Uh, even though that is what, what is happening because, hey, I was, I was on the receiving end of that. So what are things, how are things going on today? Well, I'm a man of faith. I'm a devout Christian. 
and I've been praying about this all year. I have been on my knees in prayer, um, fasting, you name it, about this, trying to just ask for clarity on what to do. I've met with SCORE mentors. You know the SCORE organization through the SBA? Um, Met with three SCORE advisors. Um, I've had dinners. I've had lunches. I've tapped my network asking people, like, why is Brand Shepherd not um, not being attractive to the normal amount of business that we're so accustomed to? We've never used marketing. I mean, we're just all word of mouth. And yet 2021 has been such a struggle. What is going on? Why can I not... Um, why can, I, why can I not attract our tribe? What's the missing thing? I'm too close to it and I can't see it. I needed a brand shepherd to help this brand shepherd. So um, what ended up happening is I was in church, actually, of all places, um, in uh, about mid-October and all of a sudden it just hit me that we had retreated away from products and perhaps that was the problem. And so I put it to the test. I said, oh, you know, maybe this is just my emotions thinking. And so I, I started thinking about it. And I looked back on 2021 and I looked at the business that we had won and the business that did come on board and especially new business. And I looked at the business that had thrived and grown from our work and our guidance and our protection. And I looked at all the stuff from 2020 and 2021 and I realized that despite my mistake of us pivoting away from that, from being product focused, all of the, all of the brands that have been working with us are still product brands. The big missing piece is that we stopped talking about it. We moved away from the very thing that was attracting new business to us. And it just like a layer upon layer throughout the whole week that, that uh, echoed out from that epiphany. It just hit me more and more. We are a product-focused – everything we do is about products. We're a product-focused creative agency. And so that's where things are headed right now. Where do we go from here? Uh, as of today, I have uh, instructed the team and we have gone ahead and we have set up the website to be the Brand Shepherd website that we left off with when we pivoted originally in March 2019. It works. It says what we do, and it's what started off this big, um, this big m- momentum that I eventually killed. But nonetheless, it is a safe place to retreat back to. It's a place to tuck my tail between my legs and go back to and say, "Hey, I screwed up. We're going back to to what y'all wanted." Uh, so that's been done. That's been done. However. Um, I also believe and have been listening to the, uh, the, the thought leaders of today that, look, COVID-19 changed the way people buy and what they value and what they're looking for. So we are going to be working on a new website to launch early in 2021 that still stays loyal to the fact that we are all about products, but we're going to be talking about that in some refreshing ways. And it's about time for a new website anyway. So moving forward, we're going to have a more product focus. We're going to get back to being obsessed with products. You're going to hear me talking about products, 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 and even the podcast is going to get focused on products. Moving forward, we're going to talk about products in in the podcast, the guests I'm going to be bringing on. We're going to be talking about 
products, productized services, productized processes. We're going to get focused on products even here on the podcast. Now, what does this mean to those of you who have worked with us who have a service? I would say look at your service. Is it such that you want to replicate the experience? If that's the case, then we need to talk about productizing your service, and we can still keep working together. If your, if your service is a one-off, every experience is unique to the, the customer, then we're probably not – we don't have a future together. It's really as simple as that. You, you need to find a service-focused uh, agency to work with, and that's no longer Brand Shepherd. But to everyone else, um, this, is, this is my big apology. This is my big I screwed up. This is my moment of saying, hey, I hope that someone can learn something from this because I just – I completely screwed up with this. And thankfully, we have not lost the business. God has graciously allowed us to continue on. Um, 2019 and 2020 were banner years for us financially, but 2021, not so much even by a long shot, but yet we're still in business. I'm still able to pay our our loyal, awesome teammates um, and bills have been paid. So what more could I ask for? I mean, Brand Shepherd, I believe, is pretty much my life's work, and I'm happy that it can still stay afloat. Um, if you have any feedback, I'm in a very – and I'm going to be trying to keep this uh, attitude moving forward because this has been a very, very humbling and humiliating thing to go through. <clears throat> but if I'm missing anything, and if you care about me and Brand Shepherd and, and our teammates – and you're listening to this and you're saying, yeah, Dan, that's true, but you're missing this. Or did you know this? Please speak up. I'm at a point, we're at a point where we need people like that around us. We don't have enough of that. I think that I, I think Brand Shepherd intimidates people a lot. I think I intimidate people a lot. And I'm going to try to remedy that by just being more honest, being more transparent about what I'm thinking and, and how things are going. So thank you for listening to this episode. The next few episodes are going to feature some great guests. I'm very excited about two episodes specifically that are coming that I, I can't wait to just even talk about, but I don't want to I don't want to talk about it just yet. But that's our focus. We are a product-focused creative agency, and we're going to look back on 2021 as a year of learning and a year that we were able to stay afloat by the grace of God but we learned some pretty big lessons and that is to keep the main thing, the main thing. Thanks for listening.